Can't beat that sound. All right, guys and girls, welcome to week seven of the NFL and third episode of the Bush League podcast. How you doing, Dan? Oh, I'm ready for week seven. It's going to be the best episode yet. Hopefully a little bit more fantasy advantageous than week six. Yeah, last week was a wild week in terms of fantasy because there were just... I was adding, I was looking at our, the, our projected ranking, our rankings versus the actuals. And it was, it was rough. It was rough in the running backs department for sure. Wide receiver department and tight end department. Yep. At least the quarterbacks didn't get hurt too much to to drive backups, but you could see it early on with the tight, just random touchdowns to people you've, I don't want to say never heard of. You're like, oh, that's right. They can actually score touchdowns in the NFL too, not just the people we want to make for fantasy. Yeah, and uh, so, but that's why we're moving on to yep. this week. Uh, biggest headlines we want to talk about: really, two major headlines right now. First mm-hmm. being the Dolphins named Tua as their starter after their bye week this week. Um, and we got a question from our good friend and buddy and Bush League podcast. Well, Bush League member <laughs> Duran should Tua be rostered? Uh, he's on by, so you get a you kind of get a week to decide. But I think he's going to be able to produce. They made the switch for a reason, not just that he's the future. He's got to be showing something out. I know he's got a hundred percent completion percentage in the NFL so far, two for two. That's not to go unnoticed. Uh, but there are so many good quarterbacks just playing in fantasy right now that you'd almost just want to take a wait and see because, I mean, you're not going to start him immediately over Stafford or Ryan or anything like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm in a dynasty league, so he's obviously already rostered in that league. Dynasty league, yeah, that that's different. Um, in a regular league... If your backup was Fitzpatrick, there's no reason not to pick up Tua and just swap him out. No reason. I feel like if you're looking at your quarterback in a standard, depending on how deep your league is, I mean, you're obviously not going to start him over anybody, you know, any of the elites. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, But. If if like Nick Foles is your backup, or you know Drew Locke for some reason, or you know even Jimmy G, I'd oh. at least consider picking up Tua. Yeah, I take him over all those guys to be honest. Absolutely, just because of the semi weapons he has around him, his athletic ability, he'll be able to make plays. And the offense, they're they're well. The Dolphins are fairly well coached. I still believe that, even after this Fitzpatrick debacle, which hurt his heart and blindsided him, which is very unfortunate. And I don't think Brian Flores meant it, but somebody leaked it out there and it was he's in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's never good. We'll see how the team takes that. Um but I mean if Tua plays well, that's that's And that's it. what they that's what they need moving forward as an organization. They're not winning the Super Bowl this year. They I mean they could compete for a playoff spot, but two is what's gonna take them to the next level. And they just need to get there. Yeah. Uh I will say that their first matchup after the bye will be the Rams. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a tough assignment for them. After that, though, he it's like Cardinals. Another team that I can't remember right now, and then the Jets. So he the schedule gets a little bit easier in after the Rams. The so I think you see how he does against the Rams if he puts up more than eighteen clean. Yep. Then like yeah, and if you already think he's gonna get eighteen and there's gonna be a rush, then I guess go ahead and take that chance. And to me, the big thing is how much does he run? Because if he if he gets can get you a baseline of 30, 40 rushing yards a week, something like that, then that if there's two touchdown passes, there you go. You've already had you're already had a decent enough week to make it work. So if he shows me that, definitely willing to take a shot. 
Yep. Uh, other headline coming out today is that since Antonio Brown is would have missed, he had to miss eight games this year. Mm-hmm. So he'll be eligible to start week nine if he's on a team. So there's apparently a number of teams interested. The one that is showing, I guess, the most interest mm-hmm. is the Seattle Seahawks, which talking about, you know, the rich getting richer. Good yeah. Lord. I mean, that would, can you talk about an unnecessary wide receiver uh, invest investment, but he's fantastic. So, and Pete Carroll is a coach that could probably handle him. One of the couple. Yeah, I agree. And I also think, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, obviously Metcalf and Lockett are Metcalf and Lockett, mm-hmm. but their third wide receiver, David Moore is pretty good. He's, he just doesn't get the red zone looks that those other guys get. Yeah, no, and he they don't run three wide receiver sets too awful much. You know, they always have a running back on the field 100% of the time, and they tend to have a tight end on the side of the field at least the majority of the time as well. So they uh, they run a lot of just those two out there and, and block and load. But when David Moore is on the field, which tends to be like two-minute drill, red zone drive, stuff like that, uh, not red zone, end of half drive, stuff like that, um, he produces because he's a good wide receiver. So moving on, uh, other sports headlines this week. World Series is underway, and uh, whoever wins, I'm just thankful it's not the Houston Astros. That's oh, all I cared about. They would not have deserved it, thank the Lord, because I would have been so mad. They got too they got too close anyway, and didn't get enough hit by pitches the entire season. They got they lucked out. Yeah. Let me ask you a question really quick as a Red Sox fan. Does it hurt to see what Mookie's doing for the Dodgers? Because he had an amazing game on. Uh, it, it does. If we wouldn't have won a World Series, it would be a freaking nightmare. But at least we got one with him, and then we left. He, he did not leave town amicably. It was like, uh, uh, no matter how much money you put in front of my face, I'm not staying. So it was inevitable. He was going to go do this somewhere else because he's awesome. Yeah, that's how life goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Uh, all right. So moving on now, let's do a quick recap of the Bush League, I guess. Oh, uh, before we do that, also, little W talk. We right. beat Kansas. No and, surprise there. Even though a terrible start, literally yeah. giving people heart attacks. I kind of take it on me because what happened was on. I was trying to fall asleep and I couldn't. Because normally that's my <laughs> sleep schedule when I right. work because I work overnights. So I was like, oh, I can't fall asleep. Maybe I'll just stay up. I'll watch the WU game. Maybe I'll fall asleep or something. And then we. Uh, Kansas took like the three nothing lead and we went three and out twice. And I was like, Nope, me being awake is bad for the team. <laughs> yeah. And I think literally the moment I actually slipped into the sleep is when they score after, like right after they scored the touchdown. So everything else after that, you can, it's my, that's my fault guys. It's my fault. That's okay. That's okay. We apologize as a, as a school and as alums that uh, you're allowed to fall. You're allowed to fall asleep, especially if, Shit like that begins to happen. <laughs> True. All right. Uh, now let's go on to the Bush League wrap-up. Um, well, guys, I got a nice little victory over Pappas. Mm-hmm. Uh, my team did not perform perfect, great. Only 135 points. But when I've got Camara and Lockett both on by, I feel like that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I'll take, I'll take it. Yeah, and I, I just want to point out, you, I believe, are, like, number one in the standings in the league at four and two, and I am last at two and four. This is far uh, from over as a league, fellas. This is this can go any way at any time. That is true. I am, me and Pappas are both four and two, but I have a win against him, plus I'm outscoring him by quite mm-hmm. a bit in the points four category. Which is our tiebreak, one of our tiebreakers. But I'm yeah. scoring, out scoring everybody, but still got two losses. So we'll see how that goes. 
But yeah, I don't think anyone's really out of it because both you and Duran are two and four, mm-hmm. but that's only two games out from me and Pappas. Exactly. And I've only scored 744 points, so I'm not, I'm not having a great year. But I got, I got two victories on him about now, and we're going we're gonna to plow forward. But I unfortunately play you this week. So, and you know, yeah, I think you move by like 17 or so at the moment. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I had to make a lot of changes because we do IDPs in our league, and both of mine were on buy. So I had to drop one. I've got, I'm waiting for people to move. I've got Raheem Mostert on my bench. I'm waiting for them to IR him so I can actually move him into the IR slot. I saw they but, might not, though, because they might be able to get him back in like two weeks. So but they, were, they were debatably thinking about it, which is why he's not there yet. You might not get to do it until the latest possible moment if they decide to. Which is really annoying because right now he's just listed as doubtful. I wish that they'd at least rule him out for this week. You can safely do that. Yeah, right. that'd be fair. I've never seen like a bye week work like yours has with our matchup this week. Your two IVPs, your defense, and your kicker are all on bye. And that's it. It's like all the crap you don't think about that you just get to just slide other random players in. You know what I mean? Although Tampa Bay is a that was a nice pickup. Yeah, and I'm doubling up because I picked up Devin White, the linebacker, as my one of my IDBs. I see that. I see that. And uh, Tremaine Edwards is my other guy from the Bills because they're playing the Jets, and you know. Yeah. All right. Anything, anything good can happen against the Jets. That's true. Uh. All right, so we're going to do our trade corner now. Dan, you've got some trades for me? Yes. Um, I'm actually going to take your vein of it as last week where there are three trades I'm going to put in front of you. One of these was not only offered, I offered it, and it was actually accepted. So I want you to, in a different league, not in the, not in the Bush League. Um, one, obviously give me your decision-making on each trade, and then... Tell me which one you think was the actual trade. All right. Okay. I was. I am the owner of all of the first people that I say. Okay. I own Stefan Diggs and Julio Jones. And that was given up for James Robinson, Justin Jefferson, and Chase Edmonds. Two for three. They rarely talked about. Mm-hmm. Or the rarely seen, often talked about. Yeah, yes. I would go, yes. I would do this trade. Because Julio, I mean, Julio yeah, seems to be back in, back in form after this week's performance. He was really good. But he's been inconsistent all year. He's been healthy, had good you know, had bad games. So, and Stefan Diggs, I don't, I'm not necessarily worried because, I mean, Josh Allen loves that guy, loves mm-hmm. throwing to that guy. Oh, yeah. But Justin, but Justin Jefferson's good. Like, yes. he's really good. And then the other two were Chase Edmonds, who I think is, you know, you can never, oh, you know, people need, you need RBs. You need and, yeah, RBs. and you can flex them in certain matchups if you choose to. And James Robinson is, you know, performing, you know, is do one of the, like a top 10 back this year right yeah, now. He, he's 20 touches a game. So I think I agree with you where I would, I would take it. I think um, yeah. n- next you are the, and this is a, You are the owner of Christian McCaffrey and Mike Davis. Would you trade that away for Dalvin Cook and Chase Claypool? That's a that's a hearty yes. That's a hearty yes. That's a definite yes. Okay. Okay. So that's that's easy. That's not even that's not hard because they're vulturing. They're going to vulture each other when Christian Mac. McCaffrey comes back because I still think even when he comes back, he's only getting 
he's going to get a volume of touches, but it's Mike Davis has earned a place in that offense. Okay, it's going to be. And with the new coaching staff, it makes me do wonder that as well. Because McCaffrey's going to get 20 touches a game because that's all he needs to still be like an elite RB1 because he's awesome. But we give Mike Davis 10, he might still have flex value, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. And especially if they're like, get to the goal line and decide we're going to make Mike Davis our goal line back. I mean, Christian McCaffrey might will probably still be in there. He'll do his wheel routes, his, you know, his thing. But, like, if they're just, like, I-formation, run the ball, they'll give it to Mike Davis instead of Christian. So Very possible. Might, that's what I'm thinking. But, yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook is really good. I yeah. mean, he's a little bit injury-prone, but he's worth it. He's irreplaceable in the in that Vikings offense, as we saw with Madison. Yeah, that was, Not, like, amazingly amazing, like, obvious just this last week, as you said. Yeah, yeah, and Chase Claypool is the Steelers' number one receiver right now. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Deontay Johnson come back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wonder how that, how that split works. But it might be Juju who's the odd man out. Yeah, I think uh, it was the Pat McAfee show. Ike Taylor was on there, and he was saying he's talking to um, Coach Tomlin, and when they were watching film of Claypool at Notre Dame, they were like. I've never seen a wide receiver who likes to block. No, so right. since that just Ward, makes, baby. Yeah, I was about to say that is he's that's big. Like you compare yourself to Heinz Ward in Pittsburgh, that's rarefied air. So yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get a contract <laughs> that's getting thrown around about you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I just think and Ju- they just they're able to do so many things. And with their running, with your guys' run game, with James Conner and Benny Snell, okay, with his, you know, like six or seven touches a game, mm-hmm. it's just Juju's the odd man out right now. And that might change, but I He's don't. He's always going to be a red zone touchdown potential. He might end the year with eight or nine touchdowns and still not be viable for fantasy because you just don't know when they're coming. You know, two in a game here, another one just randomly, three for 17 and a touchdown against Baltimore, something like that. But that'll happen. I'll tell you this. I uh, traded Juju in my Dynasty League. Ooh, ooh, Dynasty, though. That, okay. For a second-round pick in the draft that has, like, five rounds. What do you think of that? Oh, he's so young. Because I don't, I, think, I don't think we keep Juju. I think he, I think he leaves. You think he's going somewhere else? Because it all depends on the money he wants. If he wants to take a reasonable contract, no, we'll absolutely stay and play as our slot receiver for as long as you need to. But if he needs wide receiver one money, I don't think so. We've got so much behind him, obviously, and we're good at drafting wide receivers. All right, so let's get to your third trade then. Yes, okay. Um, You're the owner of Travis Kelsey. You have Noah Fant as your backup. Are you giving him away for A.J. Brown? No. Okay. No, I just, Kelsey's one of four tight ends that I would consider elite in fantasy terms. And kind of football terms as well. I mean, mm-hmm. but. Oh, no, definitely football terms as well. Yeah. Sure. He's just, there's, he's not, No. There's so many other good wide receivers. I mean, I was looking when I, when, I mean, we're not going to, we don't talk about all the rankings, but when I was making the rankings, this list, I got to 25 and I was like, there's a lot of names left that could easily hop into this top 25 that I'm, that I just, I can't rank them all. Oh no, exactly. Right. I'm sure. Great. Uh, no, we don't have enough wide receivers. You could rank 50 wide receivers and, and be good. Um, yeah. I might consider that. The actual trade that I did do was the, the first one, the Diggs and Julio for Robinson, Jefferson, and Edmonds. I yeah. took that trade. All right. 
Who are your other wide receivers? So you now have Justin Jefferson. Who's your other wide receivers? Uh, I have Kenny Galladay, Robbie Anderson, Deontay Johnson, and DJ Chark still. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good solid group of and wide receivers. My running backs in that league are now, this is a 12-man league too. I now, because all I had was Kamara and Hunt, which is great. But Kamara was on bye last week, and I was going to be starting Mark Ingram. So now I have Kamara, Hunt, James Robinson, rest of the season. That's Ready yeah, that's go. yeah, that's good because Mark Ingram has been inconsistent at best. Yeah, and now he's kind of hurt. I think he might be done. Yeah, it might be time for Gus the bus. Oh yeah. Alrighty. Well, with that being said, let's get into our weekly matchup previews. Yep. Uh, starting with the matchup that will happen the night that this episode drops, the a battle for division supremacy in the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> moment. At least be tied for a moment. <laughs> the New York Football Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I mean, someone's got to score some points in this game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, uh, Travis Fogum, definitely startable. Still definitely playable. Um, probably Darius Slayton. And then how are you feeling about Devontae Freeman, Chuck? I, I feel pretty good. Like, he, if the Giants get anywhere near the goal line, he's going to get some touches. And I feel like that's possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's, they, you know, I, he's, I just, there's a lot, there's so many questions with this game. This game just feels like it could be a, a Thursday night blowout that we've seen where one team just kind of dominates and it could be the Eagles. And then if you're a Freeman owner, you're screwed. The Giants could pull a rabbit out of their butts and win oh, yeah. this game. Both teams I don't... are too bad to know what's going to happen. That's, that's, that's kind of how it goes. you got two bad teams playing. Anything can happen. But as far as fantasy goes, I don't want to start them. No. So. I'm, I mean, if you, like, Jonathan Taylor is on by this week. Miles Gaskin is on by this week. Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. is on by this week. So, you know, for, from a running back standpoint, you're kind of thin. I think I ended up ranking him. Yeah, I have him too. I actually have Boston Scott in this game ranked right next to him too at 23 and 24. I have Freeman at 24 and Boston Scott at 18. Oh, okay. He's not happy. (laughs) Yeah, he heard my ranking and he was like, ugh. (laughs) How dare you say that, Chuck? I said he heard my ranking. He's my he's not yours. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, on the Eagles, yeah, he's Fulgham startable. Um, Richard Rogers, not a bad start. I mean, in a tight end is always a question mark. Richard Rogers receiving tight end, and Ertz is injured. There's a chance Goddard could be activated for this game, but I don't think I, so. I think he's out. I highly doubt that he that it happens. So I think Richard Rogers. I mean, if you're looking for like a cheap DraftKings play, there you or go. just that's... or a streaming option, that's like, you know, because Andrews is on. If you've got Andrews, he's on by. Gesicki's on by. Um, Trey Burton's on by. Yep. And all the three know. of the Colts tight ends. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So I think he's, if you're like looking, you just need someone to play, and you know, especially if you're in a deeper league, that's it's not a it's not, you could do worse. You could do worse. No, yeah, he they have to throw it to somebody. Or at least you hope they complete it to somebody. They're gonna throw it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next game on the lineup: uh, Carolina Panthers at New Orleans Saints. Um, I think this is a great football game. It's gonna be a ton of fun. I do too. Uh, I mean, obviously, Breeze Thomas is questionable right now. I feel like they're going to play him. And if so, I have him ranked at eight. 
I have him at 18, and that's with him playing. I actually think the Carolina Panthers win this football game. I I have not loved what I've seen from the Saints. I think Kamara is Kamara and is going to eat because that's what he does. But I'm worried about the passing game for for Drew Brees and the Saints. Yeah, I'm a little worried about the Saints. Um, and if you have, to, and it, the thing is, if the Saints passing game is off, then it's like, well, you've got Thomas, who's questionable, and then Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith, who are like, you have just so many questions about, I feel like. Yeah, and are you going to bet on Jared Cook again? Like, he's consistently... Michael Thomas hasn't been there for this long. You've expected Jared Cook to step up, and he really hasn't. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just kind of a little bit out besides Kamara and, of course, Michael Thomas when we see him fully healthy, ready to go. He'll be back. I agree, but... uh... I think it'll be at least a good game. And uh, uh, for the Panthers side, I mean, Bridgewater's probably startable, depending on who's ahead, who you have ahead of him. Uh, I have Robbie Anderson ranked tw- in the 20s in my list. Uh, DJ I have Moore. him at 11. Oh. DJ Moore's uh, just outside of it. Yeah, I do not have him ranked. I think it's Robbie Anderson week. Yeah, uh, and, and of course, Mike Davis, he's top 10. Yeah, I have him at two. I think, I think he goes off. As I said, I think the Panthers win this football game. Whew. I have Mike Davis at seven, so uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, um, next game on the docket. The Bills at the Jets, I mean... The Jets are terrible. Don't play anybody. I mean, Jameson Crowder, I guess, but... He is your – hopefully you have someone better, although he's been pretty good and I, blah, 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 blah. I, if only if you have to. Good. Try not to. Yeah. Um, on the Bills side, um, you know, I, was, I, I kind of found this funny. Uh, I, I'm looking at the DraftKings rankings just because um, that's how I assemble all the players when I'm doing my rankings. I just kind of go through – and see where they're valued, and then I kind of make my own decisions. But um, the Jets, in fantasy terms, in DraftKings scoring, are third against quarterbacks. Just because they get freaking spanked, and they have to run the ball the whole game. Yep, 100%. (laughs) Uh, But I think this might be the exception to the rule, because the Bills running game is not... If you have Singletary, I'd feeling this is the best matchup, best week for him. Mm-hmm. I think I have him ranked. Let's see where I have him ranked. I have him ranked 17 because I still think the Bills are just going to throw all over the. It's Josh Allen's just going to be like, they're going to need a win. They've lost two in a row, and Josh Allen's going to take it out on the Jets secondary. I completely agree about the Josh Allen sentiment of it, but. I think Zach Moss is going to be a problem for Singletary. Even if, I mean, if they blow him out, why are they going to just run Zach Moss in the fourth quarter or whatever? I don't even have Singletary ranked. I think that change might happen. Not like immediately, because Singletary is still solid. But Moss is going to become the more fantasy-relevant player in the next month or so. Yeah. We'll see. Uh Next game on the docket, Lions at Falcons. Uh, some fantasy points to be had here, I believe. This is amazing. This is what all of us fantasy owners dream of, this game. You can play both quarterbacks. I, mean, you, I guess you can play both running backs. What do you think about Lions' backfield? What do you- I've, I've got Swift at 19 this week. I've got... Um, Todd Gurley is number nine, so I'm pretty high on Gurley. Okay, see, I'm not quite as into the running backs as you are. I have Todd Gurley at 17 and Swift at 22. But that that makes me think my wide receivers are going to be high versus yours. 
I mean, I've got Ridley at three and Julio at four, so I don't know if you can go much higher than that. Well, I've got Galladay at three and Ridley at four, and then Julio at eight. Oh, I've got Godley at nine. Okay, so I yeah, think so... we just have two different. Your version is like the Lions win is has the Lions at a more. I think the Lions win the football game. Yeah. I am not sure. I'm not. This will be a really good test for Jeff Akuda, their rookie cornerback. Because I don't know who he's going to cover, but he's going to have a rough time of it either way. I would think they would not shadow him on someone so they can't bully him. They make him, like, he'll just cover one side, I would think. And just whomever shows up on him. He might get to get cover Russell Gage a couple plays, something like that as well then. Since he's not getting, like, Julio all day. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, and I agree with both quarterbacks, but I'm a little bit higher on Ryan just because they they always throw the ball. Yep. And and on brand for this, I have Stafford a little higher. So there you go. <laughs> uh, moving on now, the Battle of Ohio, round two, Browns at Bengals. Uh, this is an interesting game for sure. I think... There's this could go a lot of different ways. Yeah, I have no idea what to think about this game. I, I, I they can, it all depends, I think, on how well Kareem Hunt can run the football. If they are establishing the run and just pounding it downward, then this is not going to be a great day for the Bengals because then they're going to have to make plays on third down and do stuff on offense that's in a little more pressurized situation than if they're able to start slinging the ball around and hopefully Joe Mixon can get started. So I think it all starts with Kareem Hunt. Well, I think that's exactly how it's going to go because I have Kareem Hunt ranked as my third running back. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be more competitive than the first game that was on Thursday Night Football. Um, Joe Burrow is playing well. The Bengals are playing well. They've got to feel confident. They've got to win under the belt. They almost beat my Colts last week. They mm-hmm. had yeah. the – yeah, should have. Uh so they've got to be kicking themselves. The Browns are also down on themselves right now. They're just such an up and down team. They should look at this as an opportunity to bounce back. Baker needs to have a good week. If Baker doesn't have a good week, I think the team might turn on them. The city's already. I mean, we have we know the Browns fans, and they are not happy. Not happy. Yeah, but I think it's a little overreaction. Like, even B- Baker the saying this, like, we're 4-2, and two, but we feel like we're 0-6. Like, no, man, you're 4-2 and two in the NFL. And I know mm-hmm. your two losses are tough losses. They're divisional. You're disappointed. You should be. But you get to play them again, mm-hmm. and you're still in a good position to make the playoffs. So maybe don't, like, it's it's a little dramatic at this point. I feel like... You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's alone in the aspect of just the, the – it depends on your expectations. If your expectation is just to be a competitive, good football team in the NFL, then, yeah, it's way overblown. If you want to win a Super Bowl, Baker's got to take – you've got to take another step. You know, so it depends on your expectations. When you, when you take him number one overall as, you know, in a draft. I agree. I've got uh, Baker, by the way, at 15 this week, and I've got Joe Burrow at 16. I Burrow is 13. Baker is not ranked because, again, I think they just pounded down their throat, and then Burrow's trying to throw late. That's why he get because I, I think the Browns win this football game because, again, they just pounded down. Yeah, and after not ranking Mixon last week in a uh... Futile hope that it would work. Uh, he did not. Um, I have him ranked 10 right now, but he's still quest- listed as questionable. Um, it's 50-50 at this point. If he doesn't play, Giovanni Bernard, not a bad streaming option, honestly. No, if you need a flyer, he's absolutely worth it. We've, he's proven we've, he can do this. He can fill in perfectly like this. Yes, Mixon, Mixon will be back next week. I don't know their vibe. They might be, but but he'll be back in a week. Right. Um, all right. Next game. Next game on the docket. Uh, another 
game that could be high scoring, could be right for fantasy points. The Green Bay Packers at the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, I s- feel pretty good about starting anybody on Green Bay. Yeah, you're starting. The, well, well you're... the the usual suspects. Yeah, you're definitely starting Rogers, Jones, uh, Adams for sure. And I've got Robert Tanyan in there, too. I've got him as my number five tight end. Oh, okay. You have him all the way up at five. Uh, he's, yeah, he's like, he's 15 for me. I think we brought this up last week. I think he, I think Adams is his problem. And last week was an insane game, so I'm not going to take that as an example because not like you, Adams didn't produce either. But, uh, I mean, Tanyan obviously had a bad game. So Yeah, Tanyan... So he left the game briefly because of an ankle injury, and he didn't practice today, Wednesday. But I think he's still going to play. And the mm-hmm. thing is, he he's gotten at least four targets in three of the past four games. In, th- in his last three games, they were on by. So in the last three games. Mm-hmm. And with tight ends, I mean, that's, that's not that bad. That's pretty good when it comes to tight ends. And I just think this with the game against Houston that has given up a lot of points in general, mm-hmm. I just think he Tanyan is gonna is gonna score. Yeah, there's a pathway to him scoring fantasy points for sure. The, that the opportunity could be there. I just think Adam sucks up so much of that offense that uh and I think Aaron Jones has another good game. So there's there's that. Yeah. But on the uh, Houston side, you're starting Watson because, of course, you're starting David Johnson as an RB2, probably, solid RB2. Yeah, I've got him as 21 in my rankings. That would put him in RB2 flex territory. Um, I have him at 16. I'm a little higher than you. I think he's a solid RB2 play. Yeah, my only worry with him is game script. If Houston starts falling behind... He catches the ball. Yeah, he does. He like he's still in the rankings and he's got potential. I mm-hmm. just think, yeah, Fuller. Um, I'm starting him. I don't know how I feel. He should get the opportunities. It's just, does he convert all of them? Green Bay's yeah. defense is nothing crazy, nothing terrible. So, yeah, their secondary is good though. Jair Alexander is a good cornerback. He's, yeah, he he's. Highly rated, and uh, but Will Fuller has, I think, established himself at this point. You know, he's he's taken that step. If he stays healthy, he's good. He's a really good wide receiver. I agree. All right, now on to the second part of the battle for division supremacy in the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> the uh, the stars and garters of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Travel to Washington to take on the old football team. <laughs> oh, oh, WFT. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> HTTFT. Hail to the football team. <laughs> that actually, that might work. That might, that might catch on right there, Chuck. Did you see that the uh, executive, I think one of the uh, uh, football team executives talked to a local DC affiliate. They said the football team name might stay through 2021. Yeah, yes, I did see that. They're like, you know, we like it. We're gonna, we're gonna see, we're gonna see if people catch on. <laughs> if there's, they just become the football team. That's gonna be hilarious. I'm not gonna be able to take it seriously. No, uh-uh. no, no. What is uh, the, what, what will the mascot eventually be? Just. Another a guy in a uniform, another like a regular person running around in a in a football team uniform. Just a guy, just a giant football, just a giant football. That'll be a team of footballs. There are six of them. They're the team. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I've got. Um, I didn't rank Andy Dalton this week, but I did rank Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. I've got them as, let me see. I have Cooper at 15. I did not rank Lamb. I've got Cooper 13, Lamb 14. They both had 10 targets in the last game. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, Washington's defense is all in their pass rush. Their secondary yeah. is suspect not, to say the least. Yeah. So I think if Andy Dalton has time to throw, either one of them could end up coming up big. That's, I, that's what I'm worried about is the time to throw because their offensive line is the definition of banged up. Missing their left tackle, I think left guard, right guard, and like a backup uh, center that tends to fill in positional wide, positionally. Uh, I'm worried about the offensive line and the Cowboys just being able to move the football the way they have been. Yeah. Um, I still think. I mean, I think Cooper and uh, CD benefit just because I think they'll run more underneath routes that'll get those quick throws out versus Gallup, who's, you know, I just think based on that. Oh, I think I, Michael Gallup is done. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but because, um, I mean, Andy Dalton likes to push the ball. So I just think they need to get in a game where that actually happens. Um, Maybe matchup dependent. I've got Zeke at five because he's Zeke. He's going to get the touches, but I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it at all. I'm at six. Yeah. I, I don't like the fumbling thing either. I, I think he can get that under wraps. I think he can. He, he's putting in work and trying to figure it out. And I think he can get that relatively under control. But yeah, that defensive line, though, for the for the football team is real. Oh, absolutely. They'll be punching at it now, too. That'll be a thing. Every team will be punching at it. Yeah. Speaking of the Washington side of things, uh, I think Terry McLaurin is definitely startable. Mm-hmm, 100%. Um, Kyle Allen, I mean, if you're, like, looking for a hope and a prayer, you could do worse, I guess, because the Dallas Cowboys defense has just not been good. And what now they got players coming out saying, like, oh, our coaches are terrible and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. that is not a good sign. That is a leaky ship right there. Oh, yeah, they're in trouble. It's, but Mike McCarthy, man, I, how does that happen so quickly? I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I think I have no idea because this is bad. This is really bad. Um, Antonio Gibson, you can start. Uh, he's and and, and J, I have JD McKissick and him at 19 and 20, both startable players. JD McKissick's gotten like six targets the last three or four games, and Gibson is the goal line guy. And I think they might have a chance to actually get in the goal line this week. Very true. All right, moving on. Next game. The unstoppable force versus the immovable object. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense mm. that has been so stout tries to stop a man that no one has been able to stop so far, and that's Derrick Henry. I wonder if he can try to stiff arm an entire line. I think he, I think he can push all of them into the air like he did to Josh Norman. No, not a defensive line. Come on, man. Those guys are <laughs> those are big grown men he's not stiff arming them into the air yeah they pick things things up and put them down quite well yeah i i mean i've got henry at six this week which is just respect to the pittsburgh steelers defense but i mean that man is I just i until he stopped i don't believe he can be i don't believe he can be I think this is the week. I mean, I have him at nine, but that feels that that feels like even taking a stance, having him all the way down there. I think it's gonna be a little bit of tough sledding for him a little bit more this week. As long as Devin Bush isn't I wish we had Devin Bush. That'd be way have way more conviction than this. Oh, the Steelers fan thinking they can stop Derrick Henry. What a shocker. Well, why don't I mean if anybody's freaking gonna do it, it's gonna be us. That's true. That's 100% true. Um, other than that, I don't have Tannehill ranked this week. Oh, I do. I have, I'm, at, I'm at 12. I have, AJ, I have AJ Brown at 22. Oh, I'm at 12. See, I think you can pass on us. I don't think you can run on us. I think that's we're going to make them do it. And just by the sheer volume, it's going to be able to happen, at least to some degree. Uh, I have Big Ben ranked 13. I am at 7. 
And then for wide receivers, uh, Claypool startable. Deontay Johnson might be a flex option if you're desperate. Um, I'm still a little iffy on him just because I'd like to see how he off operates in this new offense with Claypool being so dominant. But he got targets early on, so I mean, yeah, I think he's a lot yeah, of upside. Yeah, Claypool has established himself; he's their integral. But he, they get him like with other players, like special touches, you know, he, he only commands certain amount of targets where Juju and Deontay are kind of like the regular plays, if that makes sense, you know, just as the course of the game goes on. And I think Deontay is going to, I think Juju's the odd man out. Yeah. Right now it looks that way. Um, all right. So that's what we got to say about that. Moving mm-hmm. on now. Uh, a game that could be rife with fantasy points. Uh, a shootout in the desert. The Seattle Seahawks take on the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> they are going to be slinging the ball in this one. Yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun game for sure. And there are fantasy players just galore. And, and not just like auto starts. Like a couple decisions you might have to make. Mainly, what do you think of Kenyon Drake's? Last week, Chuck. I mean, I have him ranked as my 25th running back this week. That feels too low. That's I'm Chase, at 15. And Chase Edmonds is 26, by the way. So uh, okay, okay. So unofficial, not in the rankings, but right um, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like the game script is going to be we're running the ball and getting like three yards, four yards a carry. And we're throwing the ball and getting like 11 yards. <laughs> so we're just going to sling it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It all depends on how quickly Russell can score and stuff like that. Kenny Drake's getting 18 touches a game, which there's like six running backs that are getting that. So you have to play them. You have to keep moving forward, I guess. But the, everybody else excites me. Chris Carson, let's go. Yeah, I've got Carson as my number eight running back. Again, I, I just... I have my four. I mean, it's a huge week. Yeah, I've got Russell Wilson as one and Murray as two. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm at on this game. Yeah, I'm and at ob- one and four. So, yeah. Obvious, obviously, Hopkins is one in this game. Mm-hmm. I'm at two because I have DK Metcalf at one. I think he has maybe one of those two touchdown games. I have Metcalf at six and Lockett at seven. I actually have Lockett all the way down at 23. I'm, I'm, this is kind of me taking a stance. Though, I have Metcalf at one, Lockett at 23. Metcalf has taken over. I just think Patrick Peterson. Hmm. I, I I'd like to see how him and DK match up because I think, and then I guess Honey Badger would be on Lockett sometimes, not directly, but is Honey wait Honey Badger plays for the Chiefs? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I knew he was on a red team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, then never mind. I then I should even be higher on Lockett, but <laughs> that's also a little bit of hope because I have him against you. So this we'll see how that goes. That's true. Maybe that's me disparaging <laughs> him for a particular reason. <laughs> yeah, but I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Fun game, definitely. Um, uh, next game, the 49ers and Jimmy G go back to his old stomping grounds in New England. Mm-hmm. Uh. Fairly average game, I feel like, in terms of fantasy potential. Yep. Good NFL game, bad fantasy game. You got Cam. You got Kittle, obviously. Then take your pick at San Francisco running back if you really feel like it. I guess McKinnon. I I go with McKinnon because Wilson Jr. is questionable. And he's been injured, so I don't know how many touches they'll actually give him. I just think Jarek McKinnon's going to get a bunch of touches in this game. Yeah, so I've, but... I've got him at running. He is number. He's 14 in my ranks. Oh, well, so I didn't even rank him because I'm worried about Hastings. Hastings got 
what, like seven or eight carries at the end of that game. And uh, if if Wilson's – and it's the Patriots' defense, which is a stout running defense, at least so far. Yeah, but I think they give up – they seem to give up a lot of plays to receiving backs. So if Jarek McKinnon swings out mm-hmm. and they use him in that fashion, then – That's very possible. Yeah. Uh, on the Patriots' side of the ball, yeah, Cam – and then I don't know who else, honestly. Nobody. Nobody. Um, yeah, this, I mean, it's the Patriots offense, so you never know who's going to be good, anyways. You never know who's going to get the touches. Um, I could see James White getting some touches, but that's a long shot. Yeah, full pool PR only. If he might catch six balls for 40 yards or something, and that's 10 in a, in a full PPR, at least a floor. But I don't want to do that. Yeah, I didn't rank them this week, so I don't have that much confidence. No way. Yep. Uh, next game on the docket, the Chiefs are at the Broncos. Uh, this could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the Broncos are much better than the record and just in general. They, uh, Brandon McManus is a monster for one thing. He can, he can make a kick from anywhere. But, nah. Uh, you're playing your Chiefs, just the usual suspects, though. I don't think we have, we're never getting, we always want to make people Hardner or Marcus Robinson or these these other people happen. They're never going to happen. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde, Mahomes. Yeah, and uh, the only person who might happen is uh, in the wide receiver group, at least is Sammy Watkins. He's questionable for the game. He's, if he plays, I don't think you play him this week, but he's, He's definitely worth it going. He's a flex option in the future for sure. Um, yeah. The real question is how many touches does Le'Veon Bell get this week? Does he I, play? He, he was at practice, I think, this today, Wednesday. But Yes. Yeah, he reported to the facility today, and I do think practice and some stood there or whatever today. Um, my prediction is actually I think, think Darrell Williams and Darwin Thompson don't touch the ball again all year. They're up 30. And Le'Veon Bell sucks up all of their touches. So it's a, a 20-10 split. Game script or game flow dependent a little bit. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, obviously he's probably owned in like every league. So you're not mm-hmm. going to pick him up. But yeah, this, I, I don't necessarily play Le'Veon this week. But I'm curious to see how he does that's for sure Definitely. And, and Clyde yeah because Clyde Clyde looks too good he's too good to to just eliminate obviously he did and even split he looks Le'Veon has not looked as good as Clyde looks in three and a half years so <laughs> that matters yeah but they brought him in for a reason so he's going to get touches this year that's for sure uh Nick Next game, uh, another West Coast game. The Jaguars go out to take on the Chargers. Uh, another interesting game, that's for sure. The, mm-hmm. There could be some fantasy points to be had here. Some good, a lot of fa- fantasy points possible. 100%. Um, I mean, starting with the Chargers, I think Justin Herbert, I have him at nine. I think he's absolutely a start this week, and I think he looks good. He's I have got him weapons. At, I have him at seven. I feel the same way. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, if Keenan Allen plays, which I guess he's trending towards right I now. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play. I've got him at 22 just because I'm a little worried about the injury. But I could 100% see myself being absolutely wrong on that. I have him at six. He is just garnering targets at all times. He did. Herbert loves him. It's because he gets open all the time. He's all, he's like one. Of, he's a top five like actual receiver, like getting open and doing what he needs to do. Uh, I don't have Mike Williams ranked, but I would probably feel good about playing him. Yeah, I, I would play him. I don't have him ranked either, just because there, like you said, there are so many wide receivers. But yeah, um, on the Jacksonville side. Well, oh, we should talk about the running back situation and 
LA too. Uh, yeah. Justin Jackson, probably good. You're good to start him. And I have, third, I have him at 13. I, th- I think he's taken over, and I don't trust Josh Kelly anymore. I agree with the Kelly sentiment. Jackson, I have 23, so I'm a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on the Jacksonville side of the ball, probably good to start. I mean, Gardner, if you've got someone on by, if you got Lamar on by or something like that, I mean, you can start. Um, he's, living, he's living in the range he always lives in. You can start him. You don't love it. Hopefully it's for a backup, you know, but eh, he's Gardner. You are starting DJ Shark, though. I am. Definitely. 14 then, targets last week. Yeah. And then, uh, and starting James Robinson. 100%. He's top 10 back. Have to. But, but I think the Chargers win that game. I do, too. I don't think they can stop them. Yeah. I think points are going to be high, but I don't think they can stop LA. And now we go to a rematch of one of the oddest Super Bowl matchups of all time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the now Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, my Lord. Yes. It's it's only an odd matchup because when you look at the rest of the Super Bowls of the 2000s, you're just like, this this one doesn't make sense. What, what's going on here? Yeah, why is, where, are, where are all the regular players at? Why is Dexter Jackson the Super Bowl MVP? <laughs> why? How did Brad Johnson and Rich Gannon make the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the year before, it was Tom Brady and Kurt Warner. Uh, the year after, it's Tom Brady and uh, I believe Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb, yeah, the Eagles. Then it's Brady DeLome. That one is a little weird, but Brady makes sense. Brady's still there. That's what happens. You start the Brady like marathon. So like, at least there's one guy, one good guy on each like each year. <laughs> yeah. As for this Sunday's matchup, however, yeah. Um. This will be interesting. I'm interested to see how the Raiders' defense holds up against this Tampa Bay offense. I think that's where the questions are going into the game. I think pretty well. I think this is a pretty good football game. A close, the whole time, good football game. I don't know if it's a good fantasy game, though. Uh, I've got Brady ranked nine at this moment of recording, but I could see myself dropping him down he's a 14 for me i don't like and i don't i Derek Carr at 16 because i think they keep up a little bit more but that i don't want to start either of them no i've got Carr at 19 but yeah if the Tampa Bay defense plays that well and does that to rick to aaron Rodgers, then i'm Derek carr's not bad i'm not gonna mm-hmm. oh I'm no, not a, yeah i'm not a car hater but i don't feel confident yeah now, running back-wise, uh, you're going to start Josh Jacobs because you have to. I have him at eight. I think he's still going to have a fine day because he's going to get the 20 touches he gets. And uh, you're going to start Ronald Jones, too. I've I agree. 14. Even if Fournette plays, Jones has got a spot in that offense. Until um, he screws ja- it up. Yeah, I've got Jacobs at 11. Yeah, I mean... You're still you're still playing them. It's a little bit downgraded from what you would maybe having a good matchup, but yeah, I've got Jacobs eleven, Jones twelve. So, and then you're starting baller or Waller the baller. Oh, 100 percent. You have to. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a top five tight end, guaranteed every week for the most part. So, yeah, and with Gronk and Breed again, I don't. I would. I mean, if you're desperate, I guess start. You can, but I don't feel good because either one of them could score a touchdown, but I don't know which one. Yep. No, thank you. Especially if we don't think it's going to be a super great high-scoring game. There's no – don't don't flirt with that. Yep. And then final game, Monday night, the Bears had to, the West Coast take on the Rams. I, I mean, a great NFL – a great NFL football game. This could be great. Fantasy-wise, not as much. That's for sure. I think you got a visitor, Dan. Oh, hey, buddy. 
My son Orlando is joining the last five minutes of the podcast or whatever to rip my papers up. Future fantasy p- expert right there, Orlando. Damn straight. <laughs> you may have heard him in the background of this episode. <laughs> <Very nice points. laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a different uh, time than normal. We, we planned it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel good about... Um, I feel good about David Montgomery this week. Yeah, I think he's fine. I mean, I mean, I have him at twenty-one, so I don't love, love it. But you're gonna, you're gonna start him for the most yeah. part. I got him at fifteen. I mean, he's been showing more pass catching ability the past couple of weeks, which I really like. Yeah, with Rico and how he has, he stepped up in that manner, and which is very, very nice. Yeah, uh, not a, not high on the passing game in this in this game. No, I have Allen Robinson. I have him at nine just every time because he just gets 14, 13 targets every game. So you just – you have to. I have him at 17. Oh, boy. I, I, he'll finish in between that. But I'm, I'm interested to see how Jalen Ramsey and him match up. But That's true. That's true. Do you think he'll shadow him? No one else on the Chicago receivers is worth the shadow. I like I like Anthony Miller. I loved him at Memphis. I was really high on him. I have him in my dynasty league. I I, I hope, but yeah, no, no he's yeah. not. No, and uh, you know, no tight ends in this game. <laughs> if you have a no. tight end in this game, I you are roll. You are a gambler, son. You are a riverboat gambler. Oh, I, I, no tight end in this game. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, maybe. I don't know. Unless Cole Komet decides. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Graham's the only tight end in this game that, like, I feel the, be- the I feel the best about because the Rams tight end situation is just like, well, Higby should be good, but mm-hmm. he's he has he hasn't been. So yeah. I don't know what's going on. He scored all his touchdowns one game, and he's done. He's like, all right, thanks, guys. I'm done. All right, and that's a wrap-up on the matchups. So, Dan, take us out with some over-under by ourselves. What do we got What do we got going into this week? What are your questions? Okay, I'm going to do a real, real quick recap of last week because I, I do have it here. David Montgomery, because it was so close, too, we both went one and two in the real questions. And I gave us an automatic victory because you definitely – uh, stood up and screamed at Phillip Rivers at least eight times in the first five minutes of last week's game. So I think that was a pretty much automatic win. Yeah, that was accurate. <laughs> so, David I mean, Montgomery, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe not, though, because I wasn't yelling at Phillip Rivers. I was yelling at our defense. <laughs> I wasn't able to watch the game. The whole, I was watching on Red Zone, and every time it went to us, I was like, oh, my God, what are we doing? How do they get to the freaking goal line again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Burrow looked good for, what, 24 or five minutes of the game? And then the uh, second half is not so good. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, last week, David Montgomery, 100 yards from scrimmage. You took the under, I took the over. He had 97 yards from scrimmage. So you took the win. 27 incompletions in the Jets-Dolphins game. You had the over. I had the under. 26 incompletions. So I won. And we both took the over and Tom Tom Brady, two and a half touchdowns. He had two. So we both lost that one. Okay. Moving on to week seven. Chris Carson. Over under 88 rushing yards. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with under. Okay. I took the over. I think, I think it's a good Chris Carson day. I did too, but I think it's going to be because of touchdowns, not because of yards. yards that's, yeah. mm-hmm. that's, and that was rushing. That was rushing yards. Okay. Rushing. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Mike Davis over under nine. Targets. Under. 
Oh, see, I'm over. I'm over. I think, like I said, because I think the Panthers win the game, he's my number two running back on the week. I think it's a big Mike Davis week. I do too, but not on the passing game. Ah, is he going to run? Okay. Over, under, pass attempts in the Detroit versus Atlanta game. Set it 75. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with, oh, man, this is tough, <laughs> 75. I'm going to go with over. Uh, see, I have the under. Good. We, we went complete opposites this week. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a lot of pass attempts. So I am a little scared about it. Uh, the problem is if one team starts to spank the other, but if they have to keep up with each other the whole the whole time, I think I, I'm in trouble. You're you're gonna get it. Okay, and the last one is uh, minutes until the Jets are losing. <laughs> minutes Over until under, the yeah minutes. I have seconds as well. If you it's I mean same amount of time. Um, until the Jets are losing. This is it. Four minutes. This is game time? Game time. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with three minutes. Okay, Chuck's going the under. I'm going over. I hope they get the ball first. (laughs) Just just (laughs) run and punt. and, and, And I hope that takes enough time. I still think... Well, Darnold, I guess, is my play this week. He's back on the practice field, so, yeah. Fingers, fingers crossed for that. <laughs> All righty. Yeah. All righty, guys. It's been a fun episode. Um, hopefully, we're more accurate this week than we were last week. We have and- to be. <laughs> All righty, y'all. Talk to you later. Bye. Go win.